Are you totally different when it comes to sex and copulation? Have you judged yourself out of receiving pleasure? Have you judged yourself into receiving pleasure in certain ways and excluded other ways? Would you like to know more about what else is possible with bodies? Would you like to create confidence in the bedroom and beyond? How has your sex life or lack of it affected other areas of your life? Everyone has the potency to be a sexual superhero. Get ready to listen, sense, and play with the sexualness that is you. Now, here is the host of The Pleasure Zone, pleasure diva and body whisperer, Milica Yelenich. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Pleasure Zone. I'm your host, Milica Yelenich, and tonight we are going to have a crazy, interesting thought-provoking, educational, mind-bending experience. Aren't you lucky? You are so welcome. Yes, I'm creating this for all of us on the planet who could both use a little laugh, use a little insight, and, and sometimes, uh, why not, a little education while we're at it, right? So so tonight's topic, you know, the pleasure zone, we talk about bodies and sex and copulation and pleasure and fun and how all those things relate to our lives. And so every week we have a different topic. And this week we are talking about sex over the centuries. Um, Interesting title. It could mean that you've been having sex over all the centuries. And if you are aware of other lifetimes, then you may have been having sex for centuries and centuries and centuries now. There's an interesting thought. How many centuries were you celibate and how many were you actively seeking sex and getting it? Awesome. Anyway, there's a thought. <laughs> and, and who am I and what am I doing here on this show? So for those of you who have no clue who I am, I want to welcome you to this show. I am a body worker. I work on bodies. I work on energy of bodies. I What I really do is I really like to add the secret ingredient of pleasure to all areas of my life. And that secret ingredient of pleasure usually, usually, now this is a concept, is actually me adding more of me to my life. And so when I'm adding the secret ingredient of pleasure, it's when I'm really being present with my work, with other people's bodies, with all of that, which is where I get so much joy. I love the intensity of being present. Um, and I love the intensity of, and yeah, that might sound funny to people. So when you are really, really intensely present, um, things sometimes become more, you become more intensely aware, which can also result in you becoming aware of everything, including all the intensities on the planet of joy, because um, joy can be an intensity and pain. So, and sunshine and rain. Remember that song? Come on, you do. Such joy and pain. I'm not a singer, but you guys are welcome for that little musical interlude. And so what what possesses me to talk about these topics of sex over and over and over again? And it's three years, guys. It's three years. It's my third anniversary of having this show. And what possesses me to choose it over and over again? Maybe I'm possessed by the pleasure zone itself or by you guys. I don't know. Regardless, it's something that's a lot of fun for me. And and I love talking about um, all the things where we limit ourselves from having 
pleasure. And so a lot of my topics are things where we refuse to have pleasure and joy and joy of embodiment and where we could start to choose that more and more and more. And you know the old adage of if you if you can't be it or something then then teach it. Well, I feel like for me this last 3 years has been like a real learning experience for me. It's been an amazing um adventure and experience in really being willing to be present enough a to be able to speak for an hour uh you know ad lib with with no uh with no script right and just be able to like run run with uh run with my awareness for an hour speaking to everybody and everything now and in the future um and it's such a gift so for those of you listening and you're wondering like oh could i do that would i want to do that radio can be such a gift um this is a side note but radio can be such a gift for actually allowing you to tap into your awareness in such a way that you know speaking with you guys and a lot of times i don't have callers call into my show and i'm totally cool with that because it's an awkward show i get that not everybody wants to call in um and it's it's a very interesting way of perceiving energy so if you're really looking at how can i ramp up my perceiving of energy you know getting a radio show is an amazing way to do that so how fun is that and i'm also one of the things that's that's also created for me is that i have you know i have this thing that um i love learning and i love learning about you know different things like i love learning about bodies and i love learning about different things with bodies so you know learning about um different modalities i've learned a lot of different modalities over the years one of them is the mitzvah technique which i work on um people in person and i just found out today that i apparently work on people distantly with that as well so how's it get any better than that it's different different but it also does involve bodies so cool and and i do a lot of different energy work so i love things that are body related for sure i mean we've chosen this life we've chosen embodiment and so for me this is like a super intriguing thing to a have a body to be able to experience pleasure in it and then um see what else is possible with the bodies and being and energy and all of it and so for me there i'm totally fascinated by that and i'm totally fascinated by um history which i wasn't aware that i was so fascinated by history until i really started to investigate the history of things like sex and sexuality then history became interesting to me it's like if i actually had learned about the you know um different different things like say the american revolution or in canada when we had independence when we actually you know got in 1867 so canada is 150 right now um but if i had learned about any of the battles prior to that or even after that and i had learned about what was actually going on you know in the forts in the in the like how did the couples have sex did the couples have sex what was legal what wasn't legal um you know all of that I would have remembered history like no sweat. They just never gave me that information in school. And so it became very drab and boring. Yes, guys went here, they climbed this ridge, they shot each other, but what were they doing behind the scenes? That's what I'd want to know. I want to know what's going on behind the scenes 
with those guys who are, you know, hanging out with each other on boats for ages and ages and ages. And you can't tell me they weren't getting it on. There's no, there's no uh, part of history that indicates that there was total celibacy on these boats, uh, especially with, you know, battalions of men going out to sea. Better guarantee somebody was getting some action somewhere, and they didn't always bring prostitutes with them, and they didn't always have fair maidens aboard that were willing to spread their legs in the name of the country. So I think it could be a pretty fun thing that <laughs> think if you I'm getting fun comments in the chat room about yes, I do ask questions that nobody else thinks about. And I do think about these things that are so bizarre to my mind, like how did they have hygiene and you know, how did people people did have oral sex back in the day, yet they weren't so into hygiene. So I often think like, wow, did they just, you know, have their snuffers beside them and sniff a little snuffer, then sniff a little muff? Like, I'm not sure. Like what were they what were they doing? So these things really, really um, are curious to me. And so, of course, I've gone on and I've investigated because, guys, this is what I do. I investigate and I bring information and then we clear the crap that comes up and then we look at what else is possible for the future. We laugh at ourselves in the past and what we're creating now. And that's what we're going to do tonight. So, I thought, you know, let's look at sex in the last at least 150 years. Well, that just sent me on a whole other tangent. Of course, I can't like just stick with one topic because that's interesting. And then what else, right? So we are gonna we are gonna start with the last 150 years in celebration of Canada Day and 150 years of Canada and three years of me on the radio. It's a great celebration. Woohoo! I am totally like the Sherlock Holmes of sex. And the good news is, is I'm not the only one that is the Sherlock Holmes of sex. It's There's so many people out there doing research. And um, one of the things that I found, which was totally hilarious to me, is that there was an entire um, section. I don't know if it was just a section of a book or an entire book that was based on court processions that had to do with sex. And this is a Canadian document that went back in court history. So I'm not going to quote them directly, but the gist of it was, is um, this gentleman was doing research on homosexuality in Canada, um, you know, early 1800s, 1840s. And he was looking back on some of the cases because there was this point of view that um that especially in writings uh you know certain um authors would write gay men to be very effeminate rich um men who walked around with you know puffy clothes and perfect wigs um and they were well manicured well behaved and they were raised to be effeminate um, which was sort of acceptable in high society until they were ever caught in the act, and then it wasn't. Um, however, the truth of it really came down to, and this guy did all this research, and the truth of it came down to was that um, most men who were ever uh, charged for sodomy uh, or any act of gay sex, which could actually include masturbation, Masturbation itself, according to St. Thomas Aquinas, way back in the day, was actually an act against God. <laughs> Yay, St. Thomas, you were messed. 
Anyway, he also wrote the Malleus Maleficarum, which was something that basically said any woman who breathed was a witch. So we know he was off, and whoever he was, and whatever lifetime, yeah, whatever. I, I hope I don't meet him in this lifetime, because he'll probably have this charge wanting to, like, choke him or something. Um, so back to the stories of gay men, 1840s, Canada, most of them were laborers. So most of these men were laborers or vagrants or they were wanderers. They were people that didn't have a a designation, but a lot of them who did have a designation were actually laborers. And so they would, and there were no, there were no actual court records that still are um, available that would show that anybody was killed for being gay. However, there was definitely jail time, and they don't know for sure that nobody was killed because a lot of the records were damaged in fires or water damage or age. So it's possible that people were killed for being gay as well. Um, and I'm just saying that because we just this last week in Toronto had um, the Gay Pride Parade, which is one of the biggest in North America. And we can say that. It just like 150, 160, 70 years ago, this was completely illegal, right? Until like the 1970s, you know, people didn't even want to say they were gay. And then they started saying they were gay and they were still kind of ostracized. So there's a lot of different levels of, you know, development of society, how society develops alongside um Humans, like the willingness to be openly sexual, which is quite funny because the Puritans, and I'm going to leave you with this crazy thought before we um, do go to a break in about a minute, is that I found out that the Puritans didn't actually get their names because they were pure. I don't even, you know, they were puritanical. It was part of their beliefs. But the truth of the matter was they were actually some of the ones having the most outrageous public sex ever there there was just a limited amount of space so you know if people were going to do it anywhere they were even sometimes doing it in front of their entire families because there was no space and it just became sort of like oh well there's people in the corner having sex okay i'll just keep here at my knitting wheel or spin in my wool i'll just make this soup while you guys screw in the corner um, and, and because there was limited space, they actually adopted a lot of um, different postures that were really actually against the um, a lot of the Christian writings. Like, we'll get into that, though. We'll get into that. I just wanted to entice you guys. So we'll get into that more when we come back from this break. Many of us have created a lot of limitations around sex and what we are willing to choose. What else is possible beyond what we have already seen, heard, or thought of? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual revolution? Taking the taboo out of all aspects of sex, sexuality, and copulation by tuning in to the Pleasure Zone radio show with body whisperer Milica Yelenich. You'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow your to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melitza every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. What if there's nothing wrong with you? 
What if you're far greater than you've ever given yourself credit for? What if it's time to know the gift and the contribution you are to the world and to like yourself a lot more? Hi, my name is Dane here. 13 years ago, I started to truly ask questions. Actually, I started to be the question, and everything changed for me. Asking questions opens doors to infinite possibilities. And it's not about finding the answer. It's about being the question. Always. What I'm inviting you to step into is something that Einstein, Marie Curie, Newton, Da Vinci, Gandhi, Picasso, and Aristotle all knew to be true. What if no question is too big or too small? What if anything is possible for you? What if together we could create a kinder, gentler, happier world? Is now the time? Go to beingyouclass.com and sign up for a free video series, My Gift to You. Beingyouclass.com What if you, truly being you, are the gift and change this world requires? beingyouclass.com This is The Pleasure Zone with Body Whisperer Melissa Yelenich. To participate in the program today, please call in the U.S. Call 815-880-8255. That's T-A-L-K. Or Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email at melissayelenich.com. Now back to the program. Hello, everyone. Oh, welcome back to The Pleasure Zone. I'm your host, Milica Yelenich, and tonight's topic is sex over the centuries. Yes, you could have been having sex over the centuries, and if you were, you might have found out that there is sort of a totally... There are some things that are common. There are some things that definitely have gone through the ages, like penis and vagina, Penis into vagina, that is a common factor with copulation over the centuries. Some of the other common factors over the centuries are certain positions, but I don't know if you knew this, some positions were actually considered illegal and immoral, and you could actually go to jail for even being found in the position. Um, there were women who were jailed, um, and and beyond that some of them were they don't admit any were killed but i'm sure that a lot of them were um what's the word for it like uh harmed um like beaten right so they would have been beaten um to different degrees and you know even like for example in the middle ages there were so many rules it's just like the church and and the laws had they were pretty much they ruled what you could do for sex um and adultery and fornication were sometimes actually punishable by death uh and but the funny thing is that for a while the church actually condoned prostitution admitting that it was a necessary evil um and in the early part of the middle ages priests were actually allowed to marry and have children so it was a little different then so despite that, though, despite the church's overall opposition to sex, it appeared to be very interested in sex because there were so many things that would describe in great detail what was actually acceptable and not acceptable. Um, for example, you can look, but you can't touch. Um, there were some interesting writings in the 17th century that I was reading that were quite funny. It was um it was a conversation between a man and a woman in this book. It supposed to been a pretty naughty book at the time. And the the woman had, um, she was playing coy, I suppose, or 
uh, and so she was asking, what is this thing that he was referring to? Um, and she didn't use the word penis. Uh, I can't remember. Cock, actually. They used the word cock quite often. Um, and they and so they had this conversation and he describes to her in the book in these writings which are really quite funny there's um you can f- i can't remember what i searched on google to find that uh, probably something like 17th century sex or something anyway so the the writings included things like he described that a lot of women will they prefer not to be pregnant right so they would, because there was no birth control, some of the weirdest birth control was like tying different organs from animals to a man's scrotum around like the, to the scrotum or to the very base of the penis. And I think that would be enough to get me to uh, walk away from sex. So that would be prevention in itself. That's what I'm thinking. (laughs) So... Yep, different, definitely different. Um, and in those same times, they, you know, as much as they're saying that um, there was kind of a shift, right? So there was a shift around the 16th into the 17th century. We got we got the Puritans doing sex everywhere. 17th century, they're trying to become more coy about it, pretending they don't know anything about sex. But there is like a, a secondary sexual revolution um, that does occur. Um, people start around the Victorian era, people surprisingly start to become very openly um, interested in sex. So it, it's been, it's gone through a lot of phases throughout history where sex has been very open and then it gets repressed and then it gets open again and then it gets repressed again. So right now we're we're kind of in this peak of where not only is sex very open, but so is all forms of sexuality and like choosing whatever partner you like. And we've come up with terminology to label the crap out of everybody. So, you know, you could be any label you like or none at all, right? So what if you didn't even have to have a label? Um, So throughout the ages, there wasn't always a name. Like there wasn't always historically a name for gay or straight or different positions like missionary position did not have a name. Um, but it was considered the most acceptable way to have sex because it was apparently the most natural with the man on top so that you could actually see the position of man and woman in their natural state, according to church writings. Such crap. And in the same, in the same conversation, these, um, a lot of times there would be, um, you know, so like in the church, for example, uh, that you might get writing that would say something like, you know, if you masturbate, you are going to, you know, and I don't know, masturbating alone, how you're going to find out unless somebody walks in on you. I mean, that was punishable. Um, masturbating with another person was punishable. Um, anal any anal sex was punishable, but not always, which was funny because it was not any sex that was considered, they had it, any sex for pleasure was punishable and they weren't sure, they weren't quite sure if anal sex was pleasurable or not. So it wasn't always punishable. And so it was mixed. There was a mixed bag on that shitty bag, that bag. And 
so there was a bunch of yeah there was a bunch of mixed opinions there and there was also some mixed opinions on on positions and there was actually like a list there's a list to indicate uh i think that was the 14th century to indicate the positions that were the proper position you know like the five positions to go from worst to least the the least um sinful one was missionary and the most sinful one is doggy style so there you go i must be sinning up the yin yang <laughs> literally so yeah there's so many funny things about that and again like the hidden stuff around um you know homosexuality um they they were considered acts against nature and sodomy became this very wide uh, label like it wasn't just about anal sex anymore it included everything like solitary masturbation mutual masturbation copulation between the thighs which was really common for gay men if you've never heard of this um even in the 1900s um it was it was sort of a way that men could get away with being together without going against the law totally so this this between the thighs sex is actually a really common um one that's come up a lot in my research over the last few years and it's called interfemoral sex um and of course the the one that actually is sodomy which is anal sex so it's funny that they did have this kind of um you know they they had so many rules about it and between that and um you know women it was funny because women could also have they were allowed to have dildos in the middle ages however it was depending on the size of their dildos because if you have one that is a certain size um it would definitely you know mean that you're more sinful who knew right and and here's a quote from back in the middle ages have you done what certain women are accustomed to do that is to make some sort of device or implement in the shape of a male member of a size to match your sinful desire if you have done this you shall do penance for 5 years on legitimate holidays holy days hilarious the word dildo was not actually used until the renaissance um it was really uh the origin was actually a small elongated loaf of bread flavored with dill thus dill dough yep it's truth so yeah isn't this just fun and of course we know about um or maybe you don't maybe you don't know about chastity belts but chastity belts were really common back in the medieval times too so you know it was possible back then to become a born again virgin and throughout history throughout history um uh, you know people have been having sex before marriage guys people they have been doing this i know it's hard to believe your grandparents might have done it in fact i know my great grandmother did it because she got pregnant with her sister's boyfriend when she was like 17 or 18 17 cuz she had her child when she was like 18 or 19 anyways she was young um and yeah that's how our family rolls so 
I know that we've been having sex out of wedlock for a long time. And I, I remember asking my mom about this. I'm like, well, how did they not kill her? How did they get away with it? And she said, well, in some, and this is information from my mom who is like a, a dictionary encyclopedia into herself. And she was like, well, you know, back in the day, there wasn't a priest in every town. And so people would just agree that they're married until the priest could come along and actually marry them. So the town would acknowledge that they were married and they could start having sex together. And so it wasn't really premarital sex. It was just not um, a marriage that had been like papers signed in the church. But the rest of the town acknowledged that they were married because the priest might take forever, months and months and months, to come around to their village, especially if it's winter in colder regions. You might not see a priest or a minister for, you know, six, seven months. So they weren't making people stop not getting married. They just let them do their thing. And the guy would come around and just, you know, do do his job and marry up everybody. And, you know, by then probably even get their kids uh, baptized and christened all at the same time. How's it get any better than that? So, yeah, so... There is, for sure, there's been sex throughout history, and I know that and you know that. It's funny, though, that at some points in history, it's become so, so, like, illegal to the point of people having to take penance, go to jail, be tortured um, for anything, like, you know, women on top getting tortured for being found in those positions. Just insane. So... For any of you who are listening to this and your stomachs are churning and your guts are like, oh my God, that so happened to me in another lifetime and I was so that girl on top and oh my God, and I got killed for it. And, oh my God, no wonder I don't like sex anymore. And oh my God, and you're like, oh my Godding everything. So, you know, we're half an hour into this show and literally I'm going to do a mega clearing of everything the last half an hour brought up or let down for you and it's making your stomach... Ugh. Well, will you now destroy and uncreate all of it? Right, wrong, good, bad, pock, pot, all nine, shorts, boys, and beyonds. Oh, yeah, that's just like a mega clear. Nice. <laughs> so we are going to head off to break. And just let yourselves breathe for a second, and we'll be back in two minutes and two seconds after these messages. Many of us have created a lot of limitations around sex and what we are willing to choose. What else is possible beyond what we have already seen, heard, or thought of? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual revolution? Taking the taboo out of all aspects of sex, sexuality, and copulation by tuning in to the Pleasure Zone radio show with body whisperer Milica Yelenich. You'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow your to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melissa every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. What if you really do change molecules by your interaction with them? What if the change you've been looking for is right before your eyes? What if the uncomfortableness that comes with difference could be fun? What if the closed-minded people of the world no longer determined our world? What if gratitude trumps judgment every time? What if your kindness healed the world? What if the earth is asking for your help? And what if you had the resources to give it? This is your invitation to step into something that Einstein, Marie Curie, Picasso, Da Vinci, Shakespeare, Aristotle all knew to be true. Hi, my name is Dane here. 
13 years ago, I started to truly ask questions. Actually, I started to be the question, and everything changed for me. What if there are no dumb questions, or any question too large? What if you being you are the gift and the change this world requires? Is now the time? For more questions to create a change in your world, sign up for a free video series at beingyouclass.com. My gift to you, beingyouclass.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with body whisperer Melissa Yanich. To participate in the program today, please call in the U.S. Call 815-880-8255. That's T-A-L-K. Or Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email at MelissaYelenich.com. Now back to the program. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome back to The Pleasure Zone. I'm your host, Milica Yalanich, and tonight our topic is sex over the centuries. So there's been a lot, you know, we've been talking about different things, 18th century, 17th century, 14th century, um, you know, between prostitution, gay sex, so many things. And there's there's actually been, uh, you know, over the years, um, a huge, huge. There's been huge amounts of uh, ups and downs, and we call them like the waves of sexuality being, um, you know, more open or people being more willing to be uh, openly explorative, that sort of thing. So that's fairly a fairly new experience um, that people are getting really, really, say, more and more. Um, open, I guess, right? Uh, as an entire planet, you know, we had pockets of places over the years that were more open, like the ancient Greeks had, you know, they had their reasons and justifications for homosexuality and and uh, lesbianism. Um, they've had they've had that throughout time, different cultures, um, and then there are times in the world too where it's completely become something that's um, against the law and along with different positions. So a lot of the things that have have created um, laws are all have to do with pleasure and sex and having sex direct in relation for pleasure, which is a hilarious conversation for me here on The Pleasure Zone to be talking about all things that have, have come up in the past um, that made sex wrong, bad, and awful. One of the very earliest um, presumptions or judgments that were created was in the Egyptian times, like 300 BC-ish time. Um, women were, you know, everybody was kind of wearing makeup. They were wearing, even the men were wearing stuff on their eyes. And um, I don't know if you uh, listened to the episode that I had, Hair Today, Gone Tomorrow, where we talked about um, the Egyptians also shaving their entire bodies from head to toe because they found hair to be dirty and filthy well they also found that they had different points of view about face uh face makeup so um you know everybody could seem to wear eyeliner and that was cool and if you wore lipstick you were considered a woman who would have oral sex it was just a given fact you have lipstick you'll have oral um which is funny to me again because i rarely wear lipstick and yet um one of my favorite things kids 
I love oral. So, but in ancient Egypt, they would not know that because I wouldn't be wearing my lipstick. Really? So funny. So, the ancient Egyptian enthusiasm for oral sex is actually something that historians um, say is another cornerstone for modern society um, in general. It's just like they knew and they were excited for it, and now, like, we get to have that too. So, they, they created a bit of a change in history for us. And I guess the Egyptians themselves wearing wearing the lipstick, they were one of the first cultures to that were aware of that had makeup. So um the fact they would designate certain makeups to certain acts, why not? You know, if you maybe if you stuck something on your bum like a big come here sign would actually indicate that you like somebody to come there. Um, that would work too. So red lipstick on your bum means come on my bum. That's what I'm saying. That's the new rule I'm creating. So for those of you out there who are like, how do I tell a guy that I want him to come on my bum? Lipstick, lipstick on your bum. Wherever you put the lipstick girls and guys, that is where the come will go. That It's like a homing beacon target, just so you know. And now you know. All right, something you didn't know, now you do know, because I just invented it. Lipstick, wherever it goes, that's where the cum goes. So later on, the Romans were really into aphrodisiacs. You know, if you ate certain foods, you'd be turned on, right? So you'd want to feed that to your potential lovers and get them all riled up, because you, you wouldn't want them to just be turned on by you. They'd have to be induced like a drug, like turn you on with drugs of food. And then for many hundreds of years, um, there was the whole concept of love at first sight as being very, very real. And in the Middle Ages, there was <laughs> such a great time for banging. The church had very restrictive rules about whom you could bang and when you could get down to it. So if you went against one of those rules by doing anything from having gay sex to having sex with your spouse on Sunday, you could be severely punished, sometimes with death. Of course, you can't stop people from banging. So if you make crazy rules about it, and so what are they going to do? They're going to do it. But the restrictions on sex, as well as changing ideas about things like whether marriages should be arranged by families or voluntarily, all of that led to the creation of a concept called courtly love. That was in the 11th century, so people started courting. Courtly love could exist between two people who were not married to each other, but were probably were going to be married to each other. So it was when people stopped having um, the whole... They kind of well. There's still people in the world who have prearranged marriages, but this went from prearranged marriages to having, you know, um, dating, which is great, right? So we could actually date now. You didn't have to just have somebody pay for you with your dowry, uh, you know, for ages and ages and ages uh, when you're born. You know, you got vowed out to somebody you didn't even know and would not meet until your wedding day. Now, courtly love was possible because, wow, you would otherwise be killed for looking at somebody and, God forbid, you accidentally slipped a penis somewhere. So we wouldn't want that to happen. No, that would just be really awkward. So I... Oops. My screen has gone awry. And so one of the other things that was going on, so now you got courtly love, and now what else can people do? Well, people started to just start to choose to have 
um, sex, right? Which was kind of both surprising for, for I think it was it's actually quite surprising for society the shift from when you would go to jail to it's like oh okay and now you got the Puritans just doing it in corners wherever and this is only within a few hundred years that you go from being killed for it to um, doing it so openly like in the middle of fields because they love that to uh, any of that just wild wild stuff so the Egyptians were definitely the beginning starting point with the makeup and then it all got more exciting as time went on. And now we've got, um, well, I think people even before that. So Roman times, uh, well, maybe not Romans. We'll go before the Romans. We'll go to uh, pagans, pagan times. They, back in the day, would go and wake up the harvest, right? So there was... Definitely people have been doing it outdoors, um, and it just kind of came back into fashion with the Puritans, I think, because, you know, limited room and all that jazz. And I just think it's hilarious. That was one of the, to me, one of the most funny pieces of information that I found um, tonight was that, because it's so there's so much that I assumed about the Puritans. There's so much that I'd heard, too. Like, one of the things that I heard was that they um, did it between sheets. And it's like, well, I didn't, you know, I didn't know that they just, um, they didn't just do it between sheets. They, and they, like, I'd read so many other things that said, oh, yes, the Puritans, they had the hole in the sheet. But it was, it wasn't necessarily the Puritans. It was um, different, uh, like, Amish and Mennonites which is a whole funny conversation onto itself. If you're up for a good laugh, Google search Mennonite porn. Yeah, just Google search it. See what shows up. You may have the laugh of a lifetime. It was something that I could never unsee. So I am totally willing to put that all out into your universes and you guys can go watch some Mennonite porn. But not while my show is on. So how about after the show, you go watch some Mennonite porn and see how that works for you. And, yeah, so then moving through the ages, you know, we kind of talked about the 18th century, a lot of the laws, especially in Canada, celebrating the 150th, um, and what was going on. Prostitution was actually a little more legal than we thought it was. They they weren't so bad on it. It wasn't something that was totally acceptable. But, um, you know, like we were reading in one of those articles too is that it was considered a necessary evil. So that has been something that's kind of been there over the centuries. It's like we know it's there, oldest profession in the world, so called necessary evil. Hilarious. Why isn't it a necessity for life? And why is it evil anyway? Um even now it's it's not totally highly acceptable and this is twenty seventeen and we're still busting the oldest profession in the world that's been doing it for thousands of years, probably the most productive um, and longest-standing, most productive and useful occupation the world has that everybody, oh, it's always in demand, it's always required, people always enjoy it, like... I don't understand why we're knocking it. It's just too freaking good for people to actually believe that this could be going on for so long. I don't think there's any time in history where where prostitution didn't exist, where homosexuality didn't exist, 
it's just all the things that we've done to the people who are choosing it that is so insane to me. Um, just choice, because, wow, pleasure was just so wrong. You could be punished for it to death. And, you know, so everywhere that you're not choosing pleasure, because the last time you chose it, you were killed in all other lifetimes, will you just destroy and uncreate all that shit? Time's a godzillion. Right, wrong, good, bad, pock, pot, nine, shorts, boys, and beyond. So, yeah, I mean, a lot of us were killed. A lot of us were killed for for, you know, having pleasure, choosing pleasure, um, you know, whether, whatever we were choosing, you know, if you were choosing um, to have sex out of wedlock, to have sex with, um, you know, to have a, a, to commit adultery, to, like, all of that was just made so, so wrong. Um, as if we can regulate pleasure, like, so everywhere that you tried to regulate pleasure, pleasure, Try to regulate it for yourself or for others and have decided, judged, concluded that that is the most rightest thing to do on the planet. Will you now destroy and uncreate all of that times a godzillion? Right, wrong, good, bad. Pock, pot, all nice, shorts, boys, and beyond. Yeah, wedlock is a funny name. Like, yeah, there's a chain and you are chained. So... So, uh, I am losing track of time here. We're going to head to break, and when we come back, we're going to wrap up this episode of Sex Over the Centuries here on The Pleasure Zone. Many of us have created a lot of limitations around sex and what we are willing to choose. What else is possible beyond what we have already seen, heard, or thought of? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual revolution? Taking the taboo out of all aspects of sex, sexuality, and copulation by tuning in to the Pleasure Zone radio show with body whisperer Milica Yelenich. You'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melissa every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Hey, everybody, this is Dr. Dane here, and I would like to invite you to an adventure in being. I've just written and finished a new book known as Being You, Changing the World. Are you one of those dreamers? One of those people who's always known that other possibilities should be available but haven't yet been able to see them be created? Well, I wrote this book for you. In it, you'll find tools, processes, and unique perspectives to change the things you've always wanted to change but didn't know how. In it, you'll find an invitation to a different possibility for a way that we can be in this world that changes not only our lives, but by being us, allows us to contribute to changing everything planet-wide that doesn't work. Are you aware that truly great people, truly being them, is the only thing that has ever created a great change on this planet? Are you willing to step up? Are you willing to be one? Check out a copy of my new book, Being You, Changing the World. I invite you to go to beingyoubook.com for a free gift. 
This is the Pleasure Zone with Body Whisperer Milica Yelenich. To participate in the program today, please call in the U.S. Call 815-880-8255. That's T-A-L-K. Or Canada 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email at MilicaYelenich.com. Now back to the program. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to The Pleasure Zone. I'm your host, Milica Jelanić, and today the talk is all about sex over the centuries. Now, the basics of sex we know haven't changed. You know, penis into hole of any kind, uh, vagina on vagina, mouth on, you know, mouth on mouth, mouth on body parts. Pretty much, it, there's some pretty common things, and then there are some things that have changed over time. So that's what we've been talking about today is a lot of the things and trends of sex over time. Um, things like bondage that became more popularized in the 90s is uh, a trend that has occurred over centuries. Um, so, you know, uh, with S&M, actually, uh, sadomasochism, sad- the sado part of the sadomasochism actually comes from um, I think he was an earl or a count Sadra, which is it was a long time ago, and he was actually imprisoned for what created pleasure for him. His prison wasn't that bad; it was probably nicer than most people's houses at the time. Um, and he was, you know, allowed to read and be fed and everything, so um, wasn't the most torturous prison. But he was put there for, you know, his acts of what he was choosing, and that was quite a while ago. So S and M, not such a new concept, and. Open marriage is also not a totally new concept. Lots of different cultures in the world um, actually do agree to those things, and you have to listen to some of my past episodes to hear about that. Um, And so those are totally different conversations. But So those are some trends in the world and over the ages that have become acceptable. Some of them are for, for, you know, you know, now sharing marriage is more about pleasure, where before it was more about um, the continuing lineages, um, having births, you know, go on and on, and um, just making sure the population didn't die off, right? So lots of that stuff changing. One of the ones that I actually posted on the Pleasure Zone on Facebook, if any of you are following me there, thank you. And if you're not following me, please go follow the Pleasure Zone on Facebook, um, you know, it's me because there's my face and my banner for the radio show as the banner. So follow that and you'll find some random um, random insights and funny things I find and sometimes random videos of me um, talking about pleasure. So I posted something the other day which was an ad for a Victorian vibrator in which those things just cracked me up that, you know, we're talking like 1870s, 80s, 90s, you know, women are being uh, stimulated by their doctors in home for privacy so that they can relieve things like headaches. And they even thought it would help with things like diabetes. Hilarious and awesome. And maybe they knew something we don't know. If vibrators cure diabetes, I say, let's go and sell thousands of them. The world could just eliminate diabetes with vibrators. How does it get any better than that? I think we have a whole mad rush of people going out to buy them, men included, and that would be so fabulous. So 
the Victorians, they were just so, you know, we also have this opinion of Victorians that they were just so uh, snotty, posh, like, and they weren't, they were crazy maniacs for sex, actually. And and also throughout history, it has changed a lot, too, in different countries. You know, the French were a little more open with sex in the 17 and 1800s than the English were. And then the English kind of uh, had their own sexual revolution and just started going cuckoo with their vibrators. How's it get any better? I just got to love them for the invention and the fact that they are still used today for alleviating headaches. At least that's what I would use them for. I don't know about you guys, but I, this has been a really fun show for me, and I want to thank all of you for listening. Um, you know, if you're curious about, you know, sex and all things sex, you can listen to all of my archives. I've done lots of fun research and just, like, strange questions I have about bodies and pleasure and sex. Um, I don't even know how many episodes I have now, over 140, and it's been three years, and it's been awesome, and I'm so grateful for all of you who have listened, uh, and I know some of you have listened to like every episode that I've ever done, and you are freaking amazing, and I'm so grateful for you. You guys are definitely the ones that keep me going and keep me choosing and have me constantly looking for new content so that I can just bring something new to the table for all of you to keep it interesting, to keep it interesting for me and for you. So I want to thank all of you for that because it's such an inspiration for me to to ramp it up and keep choosing. So this is, oh, thank you. Uh, my friend and CEO of the company says, this is episode 145. Cool. Coming up to 150 real soon. That's pretty awesome. Beginning of August, I guess I'll have episode 150 for Canada's 150. How fun is that? And that's pretty awesome. I really haven't missed a lot of weeks, I guess. I have taken very few weeks off over the last three years to be able to do this. Um, Awesome. Very cool. So I want to thank all of you. And also, if you have time, please check out my website. Um, So you can find that at melitzajelinek.com. I have classes coming up all the time. And for those of you who do like pleasure and you'd like to make some money, my friend Christine McIver has a fabulous program called The Pleasure of Business a la carte. You can pick anything you like. It's a 24-week experience. So you can check out her website on inspiredchoices.ca and uh, click on The Pleasure of Business and you can find it there. And just for fun too, join us in November, uh, November 10th to 12th in Toronto with Gary Douglas and an advanced body class, which I'm super looking forward to. Love bodies and love you guys. And I'll see you next week with a smiley face on for sure. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for choosing to listen to The Pleasure Zone. Milica Jelanić will return next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on and tuned in to your body.